0: in the last few weeks alone there have been dozens of deliberately set fires in the montreal area with several tied to organized crime what's driving this wave of arsons and arsons in general of which there have been hundreds so far this year in many cases competition and extortion i'm dave breakingridge and this is 10 3. montreal gazette reporter renee brumer joins me to discuss who the target of these arsons are what organized crime groups are potentially behind them and whether police fear the potential for increased violence this summer? Don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. Sir, Nate, Montreal and Laval have seen a string of alarming crimes of late involving arsons. How many fires have you seen... Deliberately set in the last month alone.
1: Yeah, it was actually that the period I was looking at was even almost less. It was closer to half a month, and and we counted up. We sort of tallied uh, over fifty over fifty fires, and uh, just in cars, cars set on fire, and then there was another five businesses set on fire between May first and around May eighteenth of this month. And and you say
0: cars are we talking about individual like cars out on the street or are we talking cars at a car dealership are are these mostly businesses who were affected here
1: yeah a bit of everything actually the big one that happened most recently was at they weren't even actually dealerships there was like one area where cars were stored before they were set to be shipped overseas for sale and i think uh close to 20 or 24 were hit at that one spot which was uh, quite a large conflagration uh, compared to others and then I think just two kilometers away in the same night about just around two hours away, another 10 cars were set on fire. Um, and this was at a sort of garage and, um, but often, often it's at residences often it's in front of people's homes or in their driveways or parked on the car, uh, near people's homes. So we're seeing a mix of everything. Mm
0: -hmm. And while I know that, you know, arsons are particularly scary. Fire can be unpredictable and, and, you know, for the most part, it sounds like we're talking about property damage. But has anyone been hurt or killed so far?
1: Yeah, not not so far. Actually, amazingly, considering how many we've had. Uh, but no, there has been cases though where it's you know it comes close to if they're set in driveways, it comes close to. Uh, setting the house on fire and so but we haven't had any injuries or deaths yet uh this year linked to linked to the fires
0: well that's that's certainly a relief i I imagine not for the people who are whose property is victim to the fire but at least in in this uh at at least one bit of solace can be taken that no one's been hurt or killed when we talk about these these fires are we talking about one-offs that they're happening at a one location once or have, have any locations been hit more than once
1: yeah there's a few locations that have been hit more than once um uh I again one of the ones i looked into was a place called the new la salle pizza restaurant i believe in a municipality called la salle inside montreal and uh it got hit twice in two days and and basically it seems the first night they were unsuccessful and uh and so they came back a second night and rammed a car through the front entrance, I guess, so to better able be able to throw accelerant through the front window. And then they were very successful um, and, and uh, the restaurant sustained heavy damages. And unfortunately, it was a fairly newly owned restaurant. And apparently it was in the same location. There was another business in that location last year, but they closed up because they got firebombed. So there's something about that location that is uh, attracting firebombing, unfortunately.
0: Wow. And... I mean, you and I were talking briefly before we started recording and And one of the things you were saying is, you know, every day there seems to be another fire and, you know, you do your routine checks with the police as, as journalists do. And they, yeah, we have more like three fires overnight. And you think to yourself, this, this isn't normal. So, I mean, you have to think that these are coordinated and, and maybe they are, maybe they're not, but what, what are the going theories about what's behind them? What are experts in the field saying?
1: Yeah, so that was interesting, because as you say, you know, when, at least here in Montreal, where we have a fairly robust organized crime scene and and gang scene, uh, you know, your mind immediately goes to extortion. And, you know, so according to one expert I spoke to, she said, there's a couple of things going on, uh, perhaps going on. Uh, one is it's often competition based, whereas where, you know, uh, somebody, they're sort of sending a signal. They say, look, you're encroaching on our territory. You're in a sort of business area that uh, we want to control. And she says often... The businesses, you know, look like legitimate businesses and, and, you know, perhaps they are for the most part, but they are owned by members of organized crime or so. And, and uh, so they know who to target if they want to send either send a message or largely just say, you know, this is this is, I don't know, our pizza sales area and we've controlled this for a long time the other possibility is extortion where where these businesses are being told you need to pay us a certain amount of money every month or you're going to have issues and i mean that's been recorded you know and and we've had owners who have said outright uh, we are being pressed for money but then there was somebody else who who noted that you know of the of the many fires we've had this month uh, only a couple dozen or so have been directly or the police have said we know this is organized crime you know and that's out of like we're talking sorry for this year we're talking there've been close to 220 criminally set fires already in in Montreal and and sorry that's going back to mid may so it's, it's more than that now um but only about 40 say were linked to organized crime and and he was interesting and he said he, he looked into a US study of you know criminally set fires and and they found that maybe in 50% of cases it was more a case of interpersonal issues, you know, uh, you've got a problem with your boss or, or uh, issues with your ex-wife. And, and so it's often the revenge fires where you're upset about something and, and so set somebody's house or, or car on fire. In other cases, too, it's vandalism, uh, you know, a uh, smaller percentage of cases, vandalism. We saw a couple of these fires uh, were like in abandoned school buses in Montreal. So obviously that, you know, just out in a lot. So that looks like more uh, like young people uh, getting up to no good. Um, so so there's a variety of, you know, it's, it's not exactly sure. It's like it, it doesn't seem to be the case that all of these fires are necessarily the mafia, you know, going after one another or something like that. There's a, uh, there can be a whole. A whole slew of different reasons that they're going on,
0: yeah, and you also hear stories. I know sometimes it's more common in TV shows or movies where someone will burn a a failing business down and try and collect on insurance money or something like that. Is there any talk about those kind of things that they're fraud or fraud cases or something like that?
1: Yeah, he uh, you know, of course, that idea comes up. and and Montreal is also an area with a lot of sort of aging buildings or businesses and and the, supposition is that, you know, it'd be quicker to burn it down so that I can get insurance money and restart. Um, According to this, the study he looked out of the United States, so he said that insurance fraud only accounted for about 6% of of all the criminally set fires that they saw. So it was a relatively small percentage. Uh, You know, like I said, it was uh, 53% was um, revenge. Uh, You know, vandalism was 12%. Pyromania was 10%, but uh, insurance fraud only about 6%
0: As mentioned, you know, Montreal known in, by many Canadians for, for having various organized crime groups operating locally, including the Italian mafia or outlaw motorcycle gangs. Do we know when you look at the ones who are, that are tied to organized crime, is it groups like that? Are there other organized crime groups that, that are involved in Montreal that, that may be taking some of the blame here?
1: Yeah. Well, actually interesting, uh, like, uh, La Presse actually did, a sort of study over the last month, I think mostly through April and, and they counted at least 10 mafia related businesses, like businesses or uh, residences that were linked to high ranking members of the mafia here in town uh, that were targeted either by fires or uh, some form of vandalism or gunshots. You know, Shots were taken at the house. And so and that was linked to just maybe three or four members of the mafia. And so in that case, is, you know, we know that it, it it's uh, definitely linked to them. And that seems to be interpersonal conflict that's going on, you know, that obviously somebody's having a beef or they're fighting for control. At the same time, you know, mafia, they're less, they don't like attention a lot of the time, right? Because attention brings more police presence and more police presence means that their revenues go down. So they're normally pretty good about being discreet. Um, But we are seeing like there was another case of a a place in Laval, which is a large municipality just north of Montreal. Um, It was a Lebanese restaurant that got hit four times uh, in I think the space of a year was firebombed. And there the police actually... Uh, had a press conference and said, "No, we're setting up a special squad of uh, different police forces." And in that case, they said it's Lebanese organized crime uh, that's involved and and sort of forcing um, companies to pay extortion, protection money, and and some companies were either refusing or or so, and then they were getting targeted. So there's there's a variety of groups, and of course we have a you know a pretty active uh, biker gang scene here too, and so they might be involved. The interesting thing, though, is it's a bit hard to tell because the people setting the fires are often very young 18 year olds. We're seeing 20 year olds and often they don't even know why they're setting the fires like the organized crime groups. the Well, organized ones um, are good about sort of keeping at arm's length so that it can't be tracked back to them, which makes it you know, harder, harder for police and media to trace as well. And what are these business
0: owners saying? Have, like have you spoken to any of these business owners about concerns that they have around either protection money or extortion? Do they have a feeling like we just we can't pay this and we're this is just something we have to kind of deal with or or adapt to like this danger out there?
1: Yeah, it's you know it's difficult. Part of the difficulty is they are very hesitant to speak out, right? Because they're worried it, or go to the police. You know, the police say please if you're getting targeted come to us, but They're sort of worried, Like, well, what can the police do? Uh, You know, I'll go to them. I might get into more trouble. In some cases, you know, they're not only targeted at home, but they might be targeted. Their family might be targeted back in Lebanon, for instance, or, you know, in their home countries. And so because communities are, say, relatively small and, and, you know, they know each other. And so there's a lot of fear. So, yeah, that's that's basically the issues that often these people don't want to go to police because they worry it's just going to exacerbate issues or, you know, the police can't do very much with people running, you know, uh, kids running up to their, their premises at two o'clock in the morning and throwing a a Molotov cocktail through the window. So it's, it's difficult and they don't want to speak to media about it either, uh, for obvious reasons.
0: From the police perspective, you mentioned that they're trying to set up this task force to deal with some of these things. The police chief has spoken out about it. They're saying, you know, called, the police, if you're being targeted, but what else are police saying about this? Obviously, this is pretty alarming in these communities where this is happening. Firebombs just aren't like a, a regular occurrence for most Canadians. So what is the police chief saying about these crimes?
1: Yeah, well, I, again, I mean, you know, it mostly, we can't do much without communication. We can't do much without you, right? So please, please do come forward. Also set up whatever security protocols you can do, uh, cameras and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, and, and we'll try to, the police say they'll try to increase, um, patrols. And, and, and the other thing is uh, basically that, you know, all the media, it doesn't look very good, obviously, right. Of all these poor businesses are being set on fire repeatedly. And so that I think has had an effect and the police have started up a new squad, basically that incorporates incorpor- Laval police, Montreal police, and the city to Quebec to, to try and, um, yeah, uh, gather forces and and go against it, and and I would say we're still seeing fires, but it it sort of it. it hasn't tapered off exactly, but it's gotten a bit less than what we're seeing because it was getting, as I say, ridiculous with, you know, two to four fires uh, every weekend or every night sort of thing. And that seems to have been, you know, there's definitely more focus on it. So that's one of the things the police have been doing. Mm
0: -hmm. And and given that, as mentioned, these, some of these incidents, even though it's a, a smaller percentage of them are related to organized crime groups and potentially competition between them. Is there concern about retaliation with more fires or even worse actions like shootings? Like I know the other day, and I'm not saying it's linked to the fires, but there was the daughter-in-law of of a mafia boss killed in Quebec. Like these groups use violence as retribution. Are there concerns among police, among the community that eventually someone's going to die here?
1: Well, there's, yeah, you know, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. And when there's fire, you know, there's there's a lot of danger, obviously. And as you mentioned, that that was a very peculiar case about uh, this poor woman, Claudia Iacono, being targeted, but also just so out of the ordinary for, you know, I think they said it was a first in Quebec that we've seen a, a female relation uh, being targeted. And... and uh, to the point where they think it might have been more an interpersonal issue, uh, either within the family itself or um, or between two families. You know, we don't know, but uh, even between two families, that's not normally done. So, uh, but there's definitely. There's definitely a sense of, let's say, disquiet among the, the families that compete here in Montreal. And does the, you know that's why we're seeing all these businesses uh, of theirs get targeted as well. And we see it at funeral homes. For some reason, they seem to, uh, to have things, restaurants. So, you know, as one expert is saying, it's like it's going to be a hot summer in Montreal uh, coming forward because this just seems to be ramping up and it's a difficult, uh, you know, it can be a very difficult problem. To, to cut down on, especially when you have these underlings who are just, you know, they get paid a couple hundred bucks to go out or they get paid in drugs, um, you know, or they use people with drug problems and, and say, here, I'll supply you some drugs tonight if you go out and do this, you know, so it's a, it's tough to tough to fight.
0: Now, among the dozens of, of fires in the last little bit, have anyone been arrested? Like, are, are there people on the loose who are, who are, Involved in this sort of thing that are free to set other fires, or, or have police been able to to lay any charges here?
1: They have made, I think, uh, as I mentioned, there's about 220 so far this year. Or actually, that was earlier in May. That uh, more since, and they've made, it, I think, roughly 34 arrests uh, linked to them. Again, as I say, they tend to be underlings who don't know much about what's going on. But at least, you know, some some of the um, some of those underlings have been taken off the street. Unfortunately, I, I feel like it's a, it's a never ending supply. Right, like there's a lot of kids who can be targeted to go out and do this kind of work or, or people who want to move up you know within the organization um and things like that so so yeah there's uh uh some is being done and the police are obviously taking it quite seriously now and then they're quite concerned as they say though it's like we're, we're getting the underlings but really what we want are the big fish because the big fish are uh the ones who are are most responsible for this but they they also know to protect themselves um, quite well, and and so uh, and and also uh, again, if we're seeing dissension in the mafia families, like that, you know, that sort of escalates. And as you said, it it often, as we've seen in Montreal, it escalates into uh, into gunfire. You know, this this woman who was gunned down, her father in law was executed in in Mexico, and and it was three years to the da- that was ten years ago, but that was three years to the date that Nicola Rizzuto, who was one of the former heads of the mafia in Montreal was executed himself and so they said there was definitely a message there so you know when, when there's problems between the families uh, there's definitely a, a more violence going on in Montreal
0: mm-hmm. Well it's certainly a fascinating but also scary story. Uh, Rene thanks for your time. Thanks for having me Ten Three is produced by Tyler Dawson theme music by Bryce Hall thanks to my guest Rene Brumer more from him at montrealgazette.com I'm Dave Breckenridge thanks for listening